This is Off Air, the juicy designer podcast for creatives. I'm Abby from Abby Design. And I'm Katie from Wildflower Design Co. And we're here to share the secrets behind what it's really like to own a freelance design business. Hello and welcome back to this juicy episode of Off Air. Today we are talking all things contract, so I hope you have your notebooks and pens ready because we are spilling the tea. I can't believe that we're already halfway through season one. It is actually mad that we have recorded, is it five or six now? Well, it's five episodes, but six if you yeah. count the introduction, the welcome. <laughs> How quickly has that gone, though? I know, it's gone so fast. I mean, we have just, I feel like this is our little baby. We have spent so long, like, recording all of these episodes, and I'm just, I'm just so excited and happy that they're out there in the world, and I hope you guys are enjoying them as well. Everyone's been wanting us to do something like this and share our like advice and our tips and it's just such a good way of getting our tips out there to people instead of like having to reply to our messages and DMs that we get on the daily. I yes. think it's just such a great way that we can share everything that we know, that everything that we've learned about everything mm-hmm. design within the podcast as I well. I think this um, episode that we're going to be doing today as well is going to be so important because we're talking all about contracts and One thing I think that season one has been quite, um, you know, solving the problems is like the main, we've been talking about a lot of the main questions that we get. So, you know, prices, contracts, everything like that. So yeah, today we are talking about your contract and why it is so important. Um, But before we get into this, there is one message that I feel we need to address. So we are all of us, you listening to the podcast right now, Abby and myself, we are business owners. So this is your business and you can run it however you want. Don't let your clients dictate your working life because one perk of being a business owner is that you get to choose your working hours. And when you give in to that one client, you begin to lose that freedom and you're more likely to stay in those bad habits of like replying to emails at 7pm or like working till midnight to get a project finished. Um, You know, it's only your responsibility to have a healthy working relationship and you have to be strict with yourself so that you can retain the passion that you have and not end up burnt out and stressed like so many of us do. So you can't end up mad at your client for expecting the behavior that you've been displaying. So, you know, if you give in to that extra revision and don't charge them for it, they're only going to continue to do that. And the more and more clients you work with, it's just going to continue to happen. So while having a contract in place is great for um, sort of client procedures and things, you have to sort of set those boundaries with yourself too. That's such a hard thing to do. It's definitely something that I struggled with at the start of like knowing boundaries Mm. and stressing over like this thing. And when you say contract, it does scare me a little. Like when Mm -hmm. designers used to speak about contracts, I was like, oh my God, a contract, what? Like, what is this? Like I had no idea what it was and I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about this topic because it's definitely a question that I get asked a lot and I know you do as well about what the hell yeah. to include in a contract and like how to even make a contract where to start and I know Katie you have such a good template for designers if you want to yeah. push that one in there I'll let, I'll let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was writing up my contract um, 
you know, I was thinking, oh my God, do I need to hire a lawyer? Do I need to pay for some like massive fancy template? And the answer is no. I essentially wrote my contract um, from the help of some other designers and doing research and things like that. And you are lucky to hear that I have turned my very own contract that I still use to this day into a really affordable template that you can purchase and you can customize and you can add in bits and change bits. It is over on my website at wildflowerdesignco.co.uk and it is only £32. It takes the stress out of it as well, doesn't it? Because they don't have to go through and sort of figure out what needs to be included. And obviously if there's anything that they sort of miss you they know they're not going to miss it because it's been done Mm -hmm. by you and you've obviously had the experience of knowing what to include in a contract and I think you learn as you go as well because I started off with a few things that I sort of missed in my contract but over time working with clients I've realized oh god like I need to add this into my contract and you just learn I'm always adding things in I'm always adding things in if sort of a situation comes up and I realize oh I didn't actually have anything in my contract to protect me against that I go in and just quickly write something so the great thing about this template it is super accessible for any startup business owners or even if you are a little bit more established and you're just looking for a bit of a cheaper option it's a really great way so that's wildflowerdesignco.co.uk head over there and grab your contract template and you will not regret it it was 100% one of my best-selling templates like it is so many people have given so many amazing reviews on it so um, I hope that can be helpful to you. I have had it looked over by a final year law student um, just to verify that it would stand in court. And one of the questions I get asked the most is, is it, you know, do I have to be UK based? The answer is no. Um, there's nothing really in there that applies specifically to UK law. So you can essentially use this all over the world and it is super customizable. So you can add in your own sections, your own clauses if you want to change things. It's all done through InDesign so you can go in there and switch it up as you please. So I think a lot of people will want to know like when do you need a design contract because when I first started design I didn't have a contract (laughs) I had nothing in place and it's probably bad saying that but I just yeah I didn't know about it I didn't Mm -hmm. know that it was a thing I didn't know that you needed to have a system in place to sort of put boundaries in there and protect yourself so when did you sort of do your contract? Yeah I think... If, if I was giving advice to somebody, I would say that your contract is one of the most important things in your business and you should 100% get one straight away, even if you're not working with clients yet. Um, they are so important to have in place. Um, but me personally, and you know, it's partially the reason why we've decided to do this podcast is to inform, you know, startup businesses and to help you guys on your journey because we had no idea about this kind of stuff to start with. And we're still learning, by the way. We're yeah, not like, of we're not polished designers like we know everything we do have our faults and we do mess up and make mistakes so I think I probably got my contract maybe I want to say it was like six to eight months into my business I'd work with a few clients I wasn't super established yet but I, I was getting there and I think it was around um summer last year Now, I apologize if I've shared this story before, and I'm sure those of you that follow me on Instagram will have heard this before too, but I'm going to refer back to it. I know this one because I'm pretty sure that I got my contract done after hearing your story (laughs) because I was like, I do not want to go through this. I'm getting a contract in place just so this does not happen Mm -hmm. to me. So like, I 
I get my fair share of nightmare clients, as I'm sure a lot of designers do. And um, I had this one particular client that really stuck in my head. And this was my turning point as a designer where I was like, right, I need to stop letting my clients walk all over me because this, I can't stand for this anymore. So I was working with a client um I took her on sort of last minute and um we were working everything went fine the mood board was approved it went amazingly um I'm not going to get into too much detail but if anybody does want me to do like a full um story time of this I obviously will um so yeah everything was going really really well until I sent her over the first round proposal it was super um, in line with all of my work that was on my Instagram, my portfolio at the time. It was in line with the brief completely. Basically, it was perfect for her brand. Otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have presented it to her, you know. And she turned around and she basically um, was very upset. She was angry, she was disappointed, and she couldn't express her... (laughs) frustration any more than she did she was and let me just say the design was was amazing oh like it was not it wasn't awful if anyone's thinking like oh the design must have been like crap it wasn't it was it was a very good brand I mean it it met the brief and she just she just absolutely hated it and then she started throwing accusations left right and center telling me that I hadn't spent any time on it or that I hadn't put any effort into it essentially sort of Um, At the beginning of our project, I had to take, I think it was maybe a week, if not a couple of days off um, from work, just for like my own personal mental well-being. And she was totally fine with this. And then I said, right, I'm going to get this done as soon as I get back. It's the the first thing that I need to prioritise. So I did. And then she just basically started telling me that I hadn't put any effort into it. She's being really rude. And I said, look you know, it's fine. You don't like the concept. It happens. Let's go back to the drawing board and start over and um, come up with something a bit different. But she was not having any of it. And she just kept sending me really abusive, horrible messages. And I was like, I'm I'm sorry. No, I don't want to work with you anymore. Um, This project is over. We're not continuing. Um, As my terms and conditions... um, which were essentially uh, two lines at the bottom of my contract. Not my contract, sorry, I was my, say, my invoice. Did, did, you, did you have your contract then no. at this time? No, 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 I didn't have anything. The, okay. the only thing I had was terms and conditions that was at the bottom of the invoice and it said your deposit is non-refundable and that is all it said. Okay. And, at least um, you had that. Yeah, but it didn't It didn't stand for anything. No. So she, um, she basically turned around and went, no, I want my money back. And at the time, I was a pretty broke student. I um, I didn't have much money. I was really not charging a lot for my projects. I think the deposit must have been maybe 175, 200 pounds. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a massive amount of money, but at the time, it really would have put me out of pocket. So she was demanding her money back. And I was like, I'm sorry, um, there's not much I can do. I said, the only thing I can offer you is a partial refund um, so that the eight hours of work that I have done on this project is still covered. No, you definitely didn't spend that much time on this project. And she was going off on one, basically putting words in my mouth. And she started to get really horrible um, to the point where she was saying that she was going to like leave me really bad reviews and she was calling me a scam artist. And I was like, what is going on? So I just kind of started ignoring her. I sent her a final email and I was like, look, I'm sorry, my terms and conditions say that it's non-refundable. It's non-refundable. You were really rude to me. End of story. I'm not communicating with you any further. And I thought it was over until 
I got an email that was essentially a letter um, that was saying that she was going to take me to court. Oh my god! And I bet you, were you pooing yourself? I started crying. <laughs> yeah, I would have done the same. I was with my boyfriend at the time, and I just burst into tears. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm. Was I 19 or 20? I think I was 20. And I just burst into tears. I was like, I I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to run a business. I can't be taken to court. I can't afford a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. And I was really panicking. It kind of makes you feel like an imposter, doesn't it? Oh, it it really, really does. Because I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And this woman is going to take me to court for like 100 quid for a deposit that I quite frankly can't afford to give her because all my money went on food and rent and blah, blah, blah. So... Essentially, I ended up giving her the money back because I really didn't have any other choice. And it was at that point I said, right, I need to get a contract because if this happens to me again, which I'm going to tell you now, it has, I'm covered. This same situation happened to me um, a few months ago and the client cancelled and I said, okay, that's fine. But here's the remaining balance for the work that the deposit didn't cover. And also here's your cancellation fee. And she had to pay all of it. So not only did I not have to give her the deposit back, she also had to pay me extra for the inconvenience. So, you know, the contract, it really was a lifesaver. And I have had to refer back to it a couple of times since I wrote it. So so really, it just helps you to prevent these situations that can really stress you out. And it almost gives you a bit of a peace of mind where it's like, okay, I know that she can't do that because it's in my contract. Do you know what I mean? It just yeah. Yeah, it yeah. just relieves a bit of stress. With a contract as well, it's not there because we don't trust the client. It's there to outline our process and yeah. protect both parties as well, not mm-hmm. just ours, theirs. So if they do want to cancel, they know exactly what the terms are going to be. If we want to cancel, we know exactly, exactly what the terms are going to be. So it's going to be there for both of us, not just because we don't trust the client. It's it's not about that. It's about the whole process and, and everything else. So I mean, you wouldn't walk into a hairdresser and she, say, dyes your hair blonde like you asked her to, and then you go, oh, I've changed my mind. I wanted it to be red. I want all my money back. They would go, no, no, because I've just spent three hours dyeing your hair. You're not having that money back. And it no. was this, It would be the same in every single situation where you're paying someone money. You know, especially... Oh, yeah. You know, if you, let's say you're planning a wedding, you pay a deposit. If it gets cancelled, you probably won't get that money back. So why no. do, as designers, do we have to sort of sit here and, like, take this, you know, madness from these clients when it's really not acceptable? So they're not just here to be like, okay, well, if you want to cancel, you're going to have to pay me more money. It's not, <laughs> it's not like that at all. It's, it's just a basis of how our process works. It covers a lot of areas, not just things like deposits, um, which we're obviously going to get into. Um, so yeah, what about you, Abby? Have you, have you had any situations where you've had to like refer to your contract? I mean, so before I like I didn't obviously have my contract until hearing your story and then Mm. trying to write my own contract and thinking like what the hell am I going to put in this (laughs) um but I've had it before where like I had no systems in place when I first started doing logos like when I used to just offer logo design like back in the day um 
I remember having a client that I did the logo for her and I used to send like the proofs on Instagram as well because you know mm, I as, used to do as that you as do well. <laughs> because I knew nothing back then um and yeah she just stole it and she I didn't get my my remainder of the payment she stole oh, it and started using it obviously she didn't have the correct logo files because she just had that jpeg image on instagram oh my god instagram dms oh, are the worst I know, and it, it makes it well. so pixelated so i mean i wasn't fussed because i wasn't charging like a lot but it's still not it doesn't matter like she still stole it um so mm-hmm. yeah ever since then and hearing your story i i got my contract but i don't I don't think I have had to refer back to my contracts. I feel like mm. ever since I've had my contract now, a lot of my clients see me more as like more professional yeah. and they have a lot more confidence in my ability because I have that polished contract. And I totally agree. Yeah, and because um, of having that, like, I don't know, I've had a few reviews from my clients saying that even having that contract, they felt like they were in good hands because they knew exactly yeah it, it gives them that security of if something goes wrong yeah like it's all in the contract and they know like there's not going to be like additional costs unless it's stated in my contract that like mm. I will tell them the additional costs if there are any and they know exactly what I'm offering them they know exactly what they're going to get and there's like no hidden anything because of that contract and yeah I just yeah. I feel like it's such you have such a better relationship when you know the terms of everything so it's definitely helps with feeling a lot more professional I feel as well like mm-hmm. even even within myself I as soon as I got that contract I was like oh like I feel like I don't know I kind of took my business and me a lot more serious because it was a serious contract if that makes any sense a hundred percent I think it's really important to say as well like every single designer is totally different like what's in mine might be completely different to what's in Abby's contract might be completely different to what's in your contract because we are business owners there are no real set rules on what you can and can't do So for example, if I wanted to put in my contract, there are no refunds under any circumstances. Um, It's not like that, but just for an example. So even if the client, say, fell ill, they wouldn't get their money back. However, Abby might have it where if the client cancels, they don't get their money. Whereas if you cancel, they do get their money. So really, like, you can make up your own terms and um, sort of play around with it, see what works for you. So yeah, there really are no kind of I know I know like yeah completely because I know in my contracts I have no late fees I know we've spoken about this before whereas Katie does late fees and that's completely fine whatever works for you and you feel comfortable sharing Mm -hmm. with your clients is fine but yeah it's something that like I don't do I've never had like an occurrence where that's happened where people have been late do you know what I've never I've never had to use the late fees. I've never ever charged a late fee. I've maybe had a couple of... It's probably good having it in there. Yeah, I've maybe had a couple of situations where I've had to... um, Where I maybe should have charged a late fee, but I sort of let them away with it almost. But having it in your contract almost lets the client be like, oh, okay, well, I know she's going to charge me if I don't respond, so I'm going to (laughs) reply kind of thing. So before we um, carry on waffling anymore, because we're just going to end up like not following our plan at all, because <laughs> we are going to get into um, step by step what you should be including. But first, shall we talk about how to set up your contract? Yeah. So how, how do you do it? What's your method? So with mine, I do all of mine through Google Forms. Okay. And I found like this is the best thing that works for me because um, I used to do it 
as like a PDF. Um, and I had a few things where clients didn't know how to sign it, didn't know how to like scan mm-hmm. it in. Like, did they take a picture of it and send it to me on email? Um, so I found by putting um, everything in Google Forms, I literally just send them a link. And within my Google Forms, I've got all of my terms, I've got everything in there. And then right at the bottom, there's a section for them to upload a photo. And this is where they can upload um, a digital image of their signature or they can um, sort of write their signature out, take a photo of it. So then at least I've got a copy of their signature. So then they are agreeing to everything in Mm -hmm. there and the terms of my contract. Um, And then underneath that, I've got a box where they put in the date as well. So I know exactly what date they've signed the signature on. Um, And then, yeah, I literally just send them a link over. Um, They then go onto that put the signature on that and then it sends me a notification saying that they've done this and then I can proceed with um doing the design work see that's so opposite to how I do things so how do you make my contract in InDesign um and then I export it as a pdf I essentially change it for every single client um because I do that to be fair yeah I do that as well so I'll go in and change the name and I'll just duplicate the google form Mm. so I'll have it all in in it and it'll have their name in it and obviously the price changes so I've got to change that as well but it's the start date that's it exactly yeah yeah so I do change it for every single client but I export it as a pdf and then basically send them it um well I used to send it over email but I now use it via my client portal um which I'm not going to get into but that's how I do things and I've never actually had any issues with clients not being able to sign them and I mean I've, I've sent a lot of contracts and um a lot of them do it different ways some will print it off and sign it and either take a picture or scan it back in. Some will manage to sign it digitally. Um, There are loads of options. Um, But really, it's about what works for you. You can always try things. You can always change them. Um, There are a lot of online websites as well, I believe, that you can use to sort of um, do contracts. I know I I bought a car recently and everything I did was on some kind of online website that I would then have to put my signature into. So there are so many options. I think it's just a case of like figuring out what works for you. Yeah, definitely. I I like using Google Forms to be fair because it's all in one place and it's kind of like I don't have to keep a folder of it on my own hard Mm. drive and it's all, it's all on my Google Forms. So that kind of works for me and I've had no issues with it so far. So if you, if you want to try out Google Forms, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) so let's get into what to include in your contract we're going to go through each section step by step um we've written these out I'm sure there's nothing we've missed but um if there is obviously we will be talking about this over on our instagram at off airpod so if you have any more questions you can go over there and ask them and we will be there to answer so first thing that is really important to include in your contract is an outline of the deliverables that your client will be receiving. Purely because it prevents your client from not turning around and going, oh, but I actually paid you for business cards as well. Because then you can go, no, on the contract, you signed and agreed to the fact that there were no business cards on that list. So you didn't pay for them, essentially. I also, I also, yeah, I also use it as sort of a reminder of what I'm actually doing for them because some, because obviously if you do work with a lot of clients, it can get a bit jumbled up and you forget sort Mm -hmm. of what you're actually doing for that client. So it's a good way of remembering like what you're actually doing for them. In my contract, I essentially started off by having the client put in their name and their email address and their business name, contact details, etc. Then I'll have an outline of deliverables and then I will get them to sign and agree to that section 
just to confirm yeah. that all okay. of that information is correct. And then I get into the clauses and then at the very end I have like, do you agree to this contract, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so okay. um, yeah, it's really important to make sure that your client understands what exactly they will be receiving because there would be nothing worse than um, your client turning around and being like, but I thought I was getting this. And you're like, no. <laughs> so at least then your client, you know, has a, an outline of what they will be getting. So when we say like de- deliverables, we mean, so for example, like if you're getting like a main logo, your logo marks, mm-hmm. um, a brand guidelines document, anything that you have designed for them should be written down in that document or that contract. Any so service, that's any, it. you know, I have brand strategy, yeah. um, all the logo variations, any like artistic direction, etc., etc. I basically just copy and paste my packages yeah um and then I will uh, change it to any add-ons or whatever they've included as well do what do you put next because I put um like the price the pricing so how much the project is worth um if you've got any late fees um if if the pricing could change then you need to state obviously like um there will be an additional charge um so that's the next thing that I put and for me I do mine in like two stages so I put this in my contract so obviously they pay a 50% deposit and then the remainder of it is going to be this much and I make sure I state that I think that's the standard yeah so they state that um I state that within the contract so then at least my client knows what they're paying Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have the same. I basically have sort of this is an agreement between Wildflower Design Co. and and then I write the client's yeah. name, not their business name. Um, I don't know if this is an important thing, but I always write their I name. See, see, I do both. So I'll put their name first and then in brackets I put their business yeah. name. So then at least like I know who it is because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll look back at the, the contract and be like, oh, who, who, what business was that again? <laughs> and at least I know then. But yeah, I'm not actually sure. I, I think it's probably worth mm-hmm. putting both names just so it's covered. Yeah. So essentially, yeah, I have a bit of an outline. I just said this is a, an agreement between myself and the client um, and it is an order for design services, blah, blah, blah. Um, I say this is your start date. Um, I also have an end date. So... Um, because I work to a timeline and a set process and I've, you know, I've found that it works, say, over six weeks, for example. Okay. I will say this project is six weeks. If it runs over by no fault of my own, so if it's not, you know, my fault that it's gone over because I've, like, taken a week off, <laughs> um, then the client will have to pay an extra charge. Because, you know, there's nothing worse than a project going on for, like, six months. So that just goes to show that designers are different because that is something that I don't include in mine yeah um I don't have an end date all I have is because I split my projects up so basically I will do um I will give them like an a an approval date so when they're going to receive the first proposal of mm-hmm. just the branding from me and then I basically state in my contract that um after this um I will give them another date but because I don't know when that will be and, oh, okay. and how long because obviously like once you send them that proposal over you don't know if they're going to sign it off straight away you don't know if they're going to have amends and which is why <laughs> I have late response fees. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um I do mine in two parts so I only do just put in one date for them which is going to yeah. be the first proposal which I I found works for me so like okay, like we've said it's like yeah. y- you can just find what works for you and what what mm-hmm. yeah and you're probably not going to know at the very start so no. it's totally fine to go in and change your contract after you've say worked with the client and said oh maybe that didn't work maybe I need to change that yeah um so yeah I essentially have this is your start date this is your end date I say 
on the date of and then write the current date this is your deposit and this is your final payment but it is subject to change at any point yeah um I remember when I was very first working with clients I think it was maybe one of my like second or third clients or something they were asking for like 10 revisions and I was like no I'm sorry it's gonna cost extra and they were like what why is it gonna cost extra that's a rip-off I want my money back and it's like you know you need to make them aware that the price could increase if they ask for more stuff essentially before I got my contract I did feel that clients did just take the piss with amends because there was nothing set in stone they just they would come back with like stupid amends like can we change the color and then I changed the color and then they'd be like oh can you just change this and then I do that and then they come back with another amend. Mm. or can you do this like no so in my contract now I make sure that I have and it states that they get um three revisions of the brand so depending on what it is um and anything over that I will put in a fee for whatever it is yeah, I have two, so I'm I'm pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I basically state all of that kind of stuff. Um, I also say that no final files will be received until the final payment is made. Some of you might do, and I know a lot of designers do this, some ask for the whole amount up front. Some don't even charge a deposit, so it, I guess it really depends how you work. But I think mainly what designers do is they won't hand anything over until the full final payment has been received so make sure that that is outlined in your contract so that your client knows that they can't just like run off and upload the logo to instagram when you're halfway through the project (laughs) exactly what i do as well i feel like that's worked for me as well because people have to pay to receive the files so the next thing is response times i think this is a really important thing to include um And if you're not putting it in your contract, I think it's important to still communicate it to your clients. So perhaps outline something like, um, I require feedback within one week of receiving your presentation or whatever you're sending over. Um, And if it runs over, I do charge um, a small fee if, unless they can give me some kind of reasonable explanation as to why they haven't responded. Um, And then I sort of outline like, Three days is ideal, um, but if it's seven days, you know, that's fine. But anything over that is a bit unacceptable because the project is going to, you know, take so much time, which is another reason I have like an end date on it. So essentially they can't keep... um, you know, responding in like two weeks. I have had that happen before and it just, you know, it runs into other projects and it can can just be a bit of a nightmare, really. Luckily, I've had quite good clients, to be fair. And I think think just having that in there, it allows them to know like what they should be doing and what our our expectations of them are. And I found that because I've had that in there, no one has like not responded to me in time. Yeah. Um, because it's in there and it's stated and it's obvious, like you need to reply within seven days, which is what mine is as well. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them do. And a lot of them are literally like next day, which is great for us. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I outline it in my um, client welcome packet as well. And I'm just sort of constantly reminding them that you have to reply promptly. Um, you just have to remember that not everybody has worked with a brand designer before. In fact, most of your clients probably will have no idea how to work with a brand designer or what your sort of, not rules, but like how things work. Um, So it's just important to outline them and make them aware that this is how things work. This is what I expect from you. Something I tell to a lot of my clients is, this is a two-way thing. You know, it's not gonna work if one party is not cooperating. 
you both have to put in just as much effort as each other, the client and the designer, in order to have a successful and happy client-designer relationship. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. So the next one that we're going to go on to is determination of the contract and refunds, which luckily I haven't had to deal with, to be honest. Oh, right, okay. I know that you you have, haven't you? I've done it twice. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just there to really protect both of mm. both of the parties. Like we said at the start, if the client wants to cancel it, then they have the right to do so. But it needs to be stated in your contract what your terms are. And if they do want to cancel, then you need to make yeah. sure that you state this. Um, so then you're not out of pocket and you're not mm-hmm. out of money because it does happen. I have like a set amount of scenarios almost written out and and as I'm talking about this as well this is exactly the same that is in the template that's available on my shop so if you do want to check it out you can go ahead and do that but I essentially say um if this happens you don't get your money if this happens you do get your money I sort of just outline a few things I'd be like scenario a might be um the client is really rude to me or discriminatory or just basically offends me or any you know just starts getting rude then the project gets automatically terminated by me and they don't get their money back and they have to cover any work so say if we're like very near the end of the project obviously that's going to be more than what the deposit covers if that makes sense so they have to cover any outstanding costs um or I might have oh if the client decides to cancel um they have to pay a cancellation fee to sort of cover the inconvenience as a sense but yeah just you have to look at two sides you have to look at it from the sense of what happens when the client terminates and what happens when the designer terminates. So if you personally feel like, I can't do this anymore, I need to cancel this project, I have a couple of things to say in my contract that in this situation, I can do it, essentially. That probably did and not the, make any sense. But and I really, they, I really yeah, and then they can't come back to you and say, well, it wasn't stated in your contract and why are you cancelling? Yeah. Because it's clearly stated in there. It basically says, so I think, I'm trying to think of some of the other scenarios. Um, say if the client changes their brief midway through a project and... That is the most annoying thing, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's happened to me before. I think I spoke about it last week. <laughs> if, if a client changes their brief midway through a project and you no longer feel like it aligns with your style or you don't feel like it's the right project for you, um, I can then say, okay, unfortunately, this project has changed and I don't feel like I'm the right designer anymore, so I'm going to terminate this project. But unfortunately, you will have to cover any outstanding costs. Um, but they wouldn't have to pay a cancellation fee because I would be the one cancelling. I literally just like a few projects just popped up into my head then. And this was before <laughs> I had the contract. And there were so many that I started and then my client just sort of changed the brief. And it just honestly was not me anymore. And I just felt yeah. like my des- the client was just like directing everything. And I just absolutely hated it. So I wish I had that contract then because I could have just terminated it. 100%. But yeah, if you are planning on writing your own contract... I think a really great tip is to maybe just jot down a few situations that have maybe happened to you in the past or you've heard have happened to other people or you think could happen and then be like, okay, if this happens, what's my solution? Um, Just so that you know that if this thing does come up, you can then go in and refer back to your contract. Have you got something in your contract about like being ill or if like you have to put the project on pause or anything? Yeah, so I have a few things of 
So A, if I fall ill, B, if the client falls in ill or, you know, any kind of, um, yeah. what's, what's the word? The Like unforeseen circumstances, that's the word. <laughs> um, so essentially I have, if I fall ill, um, you know, the client is more than liable to a refund because, you know, if they need something ASAP and I'm like, oh, I'm in hospital, sorry. <laughs> they're more than entitled to their money back, essentially. And then I have pauses. So if something happens to the client where they're like, um, oh, I really can't afford to continue with this project right now or something's come up where I can't dedicate the time to it, they will get a maximum of a three-month pause on the project, which means they will have to inform me, um, oh, I'm really sorry, like, a family member's died, I need to take some time away from this project. You'd be like, okay, that's totally fine. Come back to me whenever you're ready um, with a maximum of three months. If they come back to you a year later wanting to resume the yeah. project, it's not really possible, but three months. And then I would resume it sort of based on my availability. And I think that is a really great one to have in there that isn't necessarily something you would think about. Um, I was going to say, it's not, not not something that I thought about. I have it in there now, but it's it sort of happened to me and I was like, oh yeah, uh, I, need to, really? I need to add that in because I was ill and obviously I needed to let the client know, but it wasn't in my terms, so... Yeah, 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 it's definitely important. And I, I had it once as well. And this was before my contract where I had a client and one day she just started ignoring me. I messaged her on every single social media platform that I could think of, oh emailed her and everything, no response. So I was like, okay, project over. She actually um, ended up paying me the full amount and then never ever answered me. So I just sort of put the project aside and said, fair enough. Then literally I think it was just under a year later she came back to me like can I have my logos now please and I was like no. it's been a year <laughs> I was like sorry and she was like but I paid you and I'm like I didn't hear from you for ages so that warrants a termination but obviously I didn't have a contract in place but I don't think I ever did end up sending them to her but that's so strange yeah I was I was really annoyed because you have the strangest oh I don't know how I get so many of these awkward clients they just gravitate towards me I was gonna say I don't (laughs) know but yeah so it just sort of covers situations (laughs) like that really So next one that we're going to move on to is concepts and revisions. And we, I did mm. state um, briefly that I offer three revisions in mine. I, yeah, I think, and yours, I have two. Yeah, yours yeah. was two. Um, and I don't think I've got up to three yet. I think I've got up to the two level. But I was wondering, with like revisions, what would you, what would you call a revision? Because obviously, if your client could mm. come back to you with like a bullet pointed list of like, I want this, 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 would you? Would you class that as like one revision? Okay, so I count revisions and I always tell my client to give me as much feedback as possible so that we can make all of the changes in one go, which is really important. So for me, a revision is tweaks and small changes to the existing concept. If the client comes to you and says, I want to completely change the font. I want to change the vibe. I want to change the colors. For me, that is a new concept. So that would require a new mood board and color palette. It's just a new, an additional payment, isn't it? Because it's a completely new thing. Yeah. So that would be an additional cost to start over again. Whereas if they come to me and they're like, um, I really like the font, but could we just make it a little bit more bold? And maybe could we try, um, having it central rather than left aligned, you know, things like that. 
Yeah. I would count that as a revision. And I think it's really up to you, you know, if you think, yeah, changing the font is a revision, or if you think changing the font is a whole new concept, then it's really up to you how you gauge that. Um, But for me personally, I think revisions are tweaks and changes, and anything major is a new concept. Yeah, that makes sense. This is exactly what I do as well. I think you just have to sort of just test it and just see what works for you and if if you feel like the client is taking the piss then you need to count that as like a revision or two revisions or whatever exactly and you just need to sort of work it out for yourself because there is no set in stone answer like there isn't anything that is Mm -hmm. correct and that is a revision it is just down to what you think is right and what you feel like your client is taking the piss out of you or not (laughs) before I had my contract in place I would send over like a jpeg of the logos and I would do like 10 concepts I'm a- at the time. I'm actually which, cringing yeah. thinking at my process when I first started. <laughs> yeah, me too. Honestly, it makes it's me so cringe. crazy to think how far we've come. I know. But yeah, I, I used to send over like say a JPEG and they would be like, can you, I don't know, move the font up? So I would go, okay, yeah, I'm going to go do that and send it again. No. Okay, that looks good. Can we now maybe put a full stop? I make that change, send it over. Okay, next, can we make the blue a little bit brighter? do that change, send it over. Whereas now I ask them to make sure that everything is in the feedback form so that I can go and make all of those changes in one go that yeah. counts as one revision and get sent over. I think I've only ever once had to charge for an extra revision and that was a nightmare client yeah. that ended up cancelling because they hated everything. But um, I'm going to let you into a secret and I repurposed that into a passion project which has been one of my most successful ones yet. Oh my God. <laughs> I think this shows as well that having a contract frees up a lot of time for yourself as well. Oh, yeah. With everything that's in there with your terms. It means as well that, say, if you didn't have a contract and you were writing some terms out each time, like, you are saving yourself a lot of time by having one document that already Mm. has this in it. And you're not wasting time trying to go back and finding that information. It's all there. You don't have to worry about it. Once you've done it, you've done it. And you can add to it if you need to. But it saves a lot of time. And it will, Mm. in the long run as well especially with like having the revisions and not going back and forth with the client with amends it saves a lot of time how many concepts do you have abby as in like when you're sending over that presentation to the client how many variations i do so in my contract it states that i do a one concept process unless unless stated otherwise um so then at least my client knows that they are not going to be getting three different um logos from me because I know a lot of designers do do that um yeah, and I've, I've I do- used to yeah I've done it before and I've just found that it wasted a lot of my time and I was always gravitating towards one logo that I made and I thought like and then like praying that they don't pick yeah, the other one <laughs> and I just thought do you know what I, I'd rather just go really hard on one concept put all my effort into it mm-hmm. and then hopefully like because my client will see the amount of work and everything into that one concept they'll love it even more than I kind of feel like when you do more than one concept it can confuse the client it really does and I find that when I only offer one concept they're more likely to approve it yeah whereas if I send them three different ones they're like could we maybe could we maybe combine concept one and concept two or could we maybe take a bit of concept three and add that in there and it's like no they're freestanding logos they're not supposed to be combined and I think with with branding everything is like strategy based so that one logo that we come up with is that for a reason it links to your target audience your brand keywords everything like that so um 
I'll let you guys into a secret as well. My success rate for from doing just one concept, honestly, is like 90%. Yeah, me too. My client will go with my proposal purely because there is one proposal that I have literally gone hard on. Um, and yeah, my success rate, honestly, has just skyrocketed mm-hmm. ever since I've done that. I feel like it shows confidence on the designer's behalf as well. Yes. If you're, yeah, if you're showing this is your concept, this is what I believe is right for you, rather than going, okay, so here are three options. I'm not sure which one I like best, but (laughs) you choose. (laughs) The amount of time as well that I take to do a proposal, uh, like in a presentation. Oh my God, I could not imagine doing that three times. And and like those two that don't get picked, like where do they go? They're just wasted. Do you have anything in your contract about unused concepts? I, yes, I I think it's near the start. I'm pretty sure it says um, Mm. that any unused concepts that I can like regurgitate or like I can use in another project and like they obviously cannot use that um and they cannot use say if the the contract um got terminated they cannot use any of my concepts with another designer oh that is an important one that is really important so some designers say right project's terminated here are all the files no go do what you want i don't do that personally if they terminate the contract they don't have access to anything unless they say okay I'm going to pay you an extra fee and yeah. I want that logo that's they fine. don't have the rights to to the the files yeah. that you've designed so like I like I said before I had a client that terminated the the project and I took that design and made it into a passion project and uploaded it and you know it did really really well so and the same thing goes for mood boards as well so I don't know how you do things but at the start of um a project I do the brand strategy and then I come up with two mood boards and color palettes that go with them and the client picks one the unused mood board I keep and then if it fits another client or if I want to use it for a passion project again I can because then that's not anything to do with the the final brand that they've paid for if that makes sense yeah because that other mood board didn't get picked then essentially I think it applies more when you do do uh, do do <laughs> <I'm such a laughs> i think it applies more when you do more than one concept so say if you do three concepts and they pick one you can then use the other two yeah um which i think is sort of why i had that in there in the first place but um but yeah if the client changes their mind and they they don't want to use it blah 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 you can you can go ahead and use that yeah definitely i know we spoke at the start about um making sure that you've got sort of a signature in there um, and I feel like yeah. this is a really important point because I never used to do this. I used to get my clients to tick a tick box. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was you, Katie, that stated this. Probably. And I was like, oh, <laughs> damn. Luckily, I, I don't know how, like, legitimately legal this is. Um, I think this is just sort of something that I've heard over the years. But you, if you have a contract, you need to make sure that you have that signature on that piece of paper that links to those terms. Yeah. If you, say, have written something out and then they just... Tick a box. Go, say if you have a PDF and then they go onto Google Forms and put their signature in, it probably wouldn't stand yeah. in court. I don't think. If there are any lawyers listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to have that signature yeah. on that piece of paper. So like Abby's, they have to sign it in yeah. the Google Forms with the terms in it. 
And I think that's really important because um, you wouldn't want to take it to court and they'd be like, well, I didn't sign it. Where's my I was going to say, mine probably, my ones that I did with the tick box probably would not stand in court because there is yeah. no, um, there's nothing there that states, unless it it states their email, um, which they signed, which they ticked it from, that may be, mm. but I just, yeah, I would not risk it. Yeah. I would definitely get your clients to sign the contract. <laughs> I think with contracts, you have to imagine worst case scenario. I don't know any designers that have ever been taken to no. court by their clients. I mean, I have nearly, clearly. We but. would love to know as well if um, you have been taken to court because that would be that would be yeah. good to know and like what actually if happened. If you have been taken to court or had some kind of legal battle with your clients, I want to know about it. Send us a DM, submit a story in our bio. We want to hear about it, please, because I'm nosy and I'm just intrigued. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think when you're writing your contract, you just have to imagine the worst case scenario and be like, how would I get out of that? And then that is what you write in your contract. Yeah, I think definitely. something that I added into my contract recently was um, something that I think I saw online and it was about responsibility. So I have a clause in my contract that says I'm not responsible if I do your branding and then your sales don't go up because Ooh, that's a good one can, I've actually not thought of that yeah we can sit here and go oh I promise that your branding will get you results and I promise that your sales will go up if you have better branding we can't actually promise that so if your client comes to you and they get branding and nothing improves in their business they could if you don't have it in your contract they could come back to you and be like well it didn't do what you said it was going to do so I want my money back that's mad though to think that it, that would happen yeah because it is it, I've never heard of it happening but again worst case scenario it purely is down to the business that they run yeah isn't it it's not I mean branding is amazing and it can do you wonders but if it's not used correctly and everything else then it's not really down to us yeah exactly like I I've done branding in the past for my clients and then I click on their page and I'm like Ugh. <laughs> why have they uploaded it like that or why why have they done that or I think I think that is that is everything that we've had written down is there anything else that you can think of sort of off the top of your head that we haven't mentioned I think that is it I think we've covered quite a lot to be honest and it gives people a good yeah. um, opportunity to sort of know what they should be including and obviously if they're mm. still not sure then you have your template that they can obviously go in and buy um, which has everything in there if you obviously want to buy a yeah, template of course if, if you've listened to this and you're like, I still have no idea what to put in my contract, head over to my website. It's only £32, so it's not going to break the bank. And you can check out that contract. You can even just take bits from it um, to put into your own contract if you want to. There is an optional clause um, document as well with extra things that, you know, you might want to pop in there. Um, so, yeah, that is going to be a super handy tool for you if you still don't know if you you know don't know how to word things or you're not very legal then it might be a shout to go and check that and out. if you are listening and you feel like we have actually missed a really obvious point because I feel like we have covered everything but if there is something that we have missed make sure yeah. you give us a dm or even leave us a review on um apple podcasts because that will yeah be very handy for us to have um and as well if you aren't following us already make sure to go and give us a follow on off air pod turn your notifications 
notifications on on Instagram so you know exactly when we're going to be posting our episodes. So if there is anything that you want to spill the beans on, it can be something that you include in your contract that maybe me and Abby don't, or it can be totally on the other line and be a nightmare client story. We want to hear about it. So head over to the link in our bio and fill out the Google form and submit your story. Everything will remain anonymous, so don't worry about any data sharing. And we might even discuss your story here on the podcast. But that is everything from us today. If there is anything else you want to know, send us a DM. We might be doing a Q&A over on our Instagram. So be sure to go and check us out at Off Air Pod. And we will be back with you next week for a very, very juicy episode you do not want to miss next week. So as Abby said, turn on your post notifications and we will be back with you soon. Mm-hmm.